This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. This episode was recorded on Thursday, the 9th of July at 12:30 p.m. This week the full hafta will be public and not behind a paywall. We are fixing some glitches that on some browsers and on some instruments uh, you're not able to access the hafta from behind the paywall because of a compatibility issue with our podcast platform. So until we can fix that, the hafta is public enjoy free for all so do share it widely and get more people to listen to hafta and subscribe to newslaundry.com angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte welcome to another episode of nl hafta with us in the studio at the news laundry office where we do a weekly visit otherwise we work out of home most of the time other than our crack reporters who are on the ground most of the time Today our guest is unable to join us due to unavoidable circumstances he was a very very cable reporter commentator who was to join us from the US but i guess the time difference has kind of made it kind of hard so hopefully he'll join us next week so this week we are without an external guest it is just our in-house chandal chokri of manisha pande hello, hello. manisha Mehraj Lone. Hello. Raman Kripal. Hello. And I, my name is Abhinandan Sekhri. This podcast is produced by Aditya Warrior. Thank you, Aditya. Before we get into discussing all the mails that have come and all the things that made news and didn't, what do we have in the headlines, Manisha Pandey? We are hurtling towards uh, beating uh, Brazil in terms of the maximum number of COVID cases in India. So that's still the headline very much. There was a very um, shocking case of a 37-year-old journalist in Ames who who jumped to his death uh, and he was getting treated for covid he was in the ward icu ward there we're going to have a detailed story on this tomorrow so but that was it had a lot of lot of theories being spun around it student groups have slammed ugc decision to conduct final year exams of course because all the online stuff all the digital connectedness of india is not really working out for students cbse meanwhile scrapped citizenship nationalism secularism chapters from class 11 curriculum this was i think this was made to lessen the burden of the syllabus yeah. right just so that it's yeah i mean it's something that apparently was to be done for a long time but i think the choice of what they have scrapped is interesting but we yeah, can discuss that in some detail yeah. eight policemen were murdered in kanpur by gangster vikas dubey who's just been arrested this morning in ujjain this really captured a lot of imagination and everyone i think there's a netflix series waiting to be done on this three um, suspended and three held dig stf anand deo transferred all 68 cops of chobepur station were removed this is the same case they say this is the police station under which this the jurisdiction of mr dubey's hideout or home was and clearly someone from this police station had leaked the information mm-hmm. that they're going to arrest him and when this entire team was going to arrest him from all around the homes and stuff people fired and killed eight policemen There's been some sort of a de-escalation. Chinese and Indian troops have stepped back in the Galwan Valley and Hot Springs. Pengongso is still contentious and I think we'll see movement on some of that this weekend apparently. Uh, meanwhile, PM Modi visited Ladakh sudden, in a sudden move as our news anchors told us. He met injured soldiers at the Galwan clash. He gave a speech and there was a lot that was made out of that. DGCI warns of black marketeering of COVID-19 drug remdesivir. That's already happening I think. Yeah, in fact, there's there there shortages all over the place. Yeah. But apparently, Cipla is coming up with a very low cost same drug with a different name. And they had already said we'll price it under five thousand. Yeah. Mumbai has allowed COVID nineteen testing for all. No doctor's prescription needed. I think that's great. And that's also true for Haryana, by the way. I don't know if it's true for Delhi, but I we'll think they should out. start it's giving no uh, home kits. I think they should just develop a way in which you can just test at home, like no, test they have diabetes. Just, or... In Delhi, they have started antigen tests. Yeah, uh, but otherwise the situation. I, I, I'm not even sure they have the technology of being able to do this at home. 
I think you need you a lab. You should figure out. I mean, for if you can test pregnancy test, at yes, home. Yes, you don't need any. Yeah, antigen you can <laughs> do in 20 minutes, minutes half an hour. That's the, I think that's the only way to contain the pandemic. My two cents on that. WHO has acknowledged emerging evidence of airborne COVID-19 transmission. But didn't we already know that? I, in fact, I've, I'll, I saw the interview on the BBC of the doctor who is the lead signatory of this entire letter to WHO. Meanwhile, the US is, US is still going on against anti-masks. Huh? There's still a mm. huge anti-mask movement gaining there. In fact, Tucker Carlson also said that it's completely unscientific. We don't need to wear masks. Anyway, door-to-door COVID-19 testing begins in Guwahati after a spike in cases. They had a, they had a pretty intense lockdown also yeah. this week. USA says foreign students must leave US if classes go online. This is a move that's going to affect a lot of international students, including a lot of Indians. Harvard University and MIT are going to sue the Department of Homeland Security. Is also being talked about quite a bit. Sindhya uh, gave a really interesting speech where he interesting, <laughs> very safe use of words. Hmm. Yeah, where he was Gave trying it? to he was trying to do a Modi, I think. I don't know what he was trying to do with this face contorting. He's looking like a little Muppet man. Yeah, really, with, uh, and uh, it was priceless to see uh, the expressions of Shivraj Singh Chauhan on the stage. Well, he must him. be trying to put some sense of BJP into it. Pata nahi, but there, I mean, there you put more. But in your Sanjay interview, he said he was very liberal. Hai. He will not be able to change, and so I guess this is the only way he can fit in by doing some histrionics. Because we'll he the can't order. do the sadhvi pragya, so he'll do well, the. We, we don't know. Well, in India, liberal is a very flexible category. Ah. It's like everybody is a liberal. Government is given one month to ensure permanent commission for women in army. That's great. Uh, BJP leader. BJP workers were shot dead by terrorists in JNK. I think this was a worker, his brother and his father. Sheikh Wasim is being yeah. described as a BJP leader, at least in our uh, news. Is he a he leader? He was the district chief of the BJP oh, okay, in Bani okay. Then he's definitely a leader. This was really, I mean, hmm. just terrible news coming out of the valley well, every day. Well, I mean, leader in the sense... I mean, There's no, not much presence as, of the party. As there, long as anyway. he has a government-provided car and a couple of policemen. Eight, huh. I think. He, and despite that... He they, needs that. I mean, everybody... Yeah. There was this thing uh, when the last elections happened. Basically, the whole idea of becoming a candidate is that you'll get three, four guardies. You'll get a lot of policemen Security. to escort you around. So, yeah. That's good go enough. Join mm. Brazil's President Bolsonaro tested positive for COVID-19. We should thank him really for making all other populist leaders like Modi look nice because he's really like nutty. He's yeah, different league. <laughs> he's a different league. In fact, even Trump while also, he was... I would say Trump also. But he took off his mask yeah, while he was talking to the reporters <laughs> yeah. to say, see, I'm looking fine, I'm fine. Like, dude, man. He's mad. Hmm. US formally withdraws from WHO. Although whether this really makes any difference or not will only be, we'll know next year because the US can't decommit or uncommit the money or the participation in whatever the WHO is doing until the next round which will only happen middle of next year that's next fall by then if Biden is president and he has said that he is going to get back in the WHO then basically nothing has happened but I would also like to talk about one thing about this letter that was written by several commentators intellectuals including Chomsky and JK Rowling against cancel culture about cancel culture and I mean, this is something that a lot of articles I've read about. So I would just like to know the panel's view and maybe our subscribers can write in and share their views on it because it's something I think that really needs discussion because I don't think there's any black and white. I do think it is a generational challenge. It is not so much an ideological thing. But yeah, we could maybe just discuss that briefly. So thank you. Also, we shall start discussions with Mr. Sindhya's speech which the audio doesn't quite do justice to it if you see it without the expressions to believe it 
a couple of announcements. One is do subscribe to News Laundry. Go to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. Today, it was the turn of um, the Uttarakhand. No, no. Chhattisgarh. Chhattisgarh, Chhattisgarh. Uh, Chief Minister One to put front page, uh, a, a full page, page ad. Three full page ad. But there's also, I think, uh, Trishank, Nishank is kahan ka hai? Haan, Uttarakhand. Haan, uska bhi quarter uska page bhi ad. Hai, uska bhi. So there's a quarter page ad of, you know, Manisha Pandey's Chief Minister. There's a full page ad of Chhattisgarh, of Chhattisgarh Chief Minister. For a change, there was no ad of my Chief Minister because otherwise his ad is also prominently there. So if you've been reading the newspapers lately, you'll see who's been making sure that the newspapers and... Channels do not run out of money. Mr. Gehlot's ad of how well he's handled the Corona COVID Mahamari in Rajasthan, Rajasthan is it just comes on channels every one hour. So in case you're wondering what is making the channels revenue churn, just see the newspapers and channels and you know who's making sure that they have money. And after that, if you still whine about paid news and media does not do this, media does not do that, then keep complaining. Be that Sadiyal Aunty Ji, I मैं ते मेनू ते पता नहीं बदहजमी होंदी रहंदी मैं बस राजमा खाया ते लड्डू खाए ते एक खाया मैं वॉक ते कर दी नहीं लेकिन बड़ी मेरी तबीयत खराब है तो होएगी तबीयत खराब ना आप गंद खाओ एक्सरसाइज मत करो फिर दुनिया को कोसो है ना व्हाट इज त्रिवेंद्र सिंह रावत एडवर्टाइजिंग आई वांट टू नो आई नो ही इज ही इज फोटोजेनिक ऑफ द लॉट आई विल से दैट आत्मनिर्भर industries mm. so all those industries which are working in china so so the uttarakhand is offering them ki you come here we'll give you free land we'll give you and the the person most heaven. consistent with you know advertising and papers is of course yogi dityanath whose government is doing such a brilliant job of fighting crime that every few days you hear of horrific cases of exploitation of minor girls gangsters who had tip offs from police and then they are killed in encounters because speculation has it that if those guys are caught alive too many big names would be tumbling out but yogi ji still gotten ram raj but no jungle raj still here. does not i mean if one tenth of this had been done by any other one person it would hell would be you know reeking in yeah if this happened west bengal but the thing is because if a significant chunk of your revenue is coming by his mugshot ads there is just that much you can do So if you understand what I'm There's saying you can go appeal. to newslaundry.com <laughs> you can subscribe and pay to keep news free and you can also pay in directly to our NL Sena projects uh, we already had one story from the Delhi riots project NL Sena project that has gone up yeah. we have a bunch more coming and you will not be disappointed by the amazing reportage our reporters have done and the amazing editing editorial support that has been provided by our editorial team so that's how media should work if you disagree well you know uh, you can always watch the channels that are sponsored by governments now i just want to quickly discuss sindhya before we get into serious matters like what's happening in up what do you make of that the, okay this is i'll just describe what's happening sindhya is making this speech and you guys heard what it was like you can hear two three lines again main un dono ko kehna chahta hu kamalnath ji aur digvijay singh ji aap dono sun lijiye टाइगर जिंदा है। 
Now whether they are laughing with Sindhya or at him or at him, <laughs> I would like to know the panel's view. And what do you make of this? Chauhan seemed a bit stunned. Also, he just also looked like, "Yeah, what's happening?" No, this is happening. What's happening? Because because this guy Sindhya has been superimposed by the center on uh, Shivraj Chauhan. Shivraj Chauhan so far was the only leader, the only leader of Madhya Pradesh. Yeah, he didn't even have now, a second now, in command. Now with Sindhya coming in. so that he is being projected as a substitute to uh, so it's Chauhan. basically the, the so 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 i i think i think they must be laughing with them because he is going to be a power power figure sindhya so you He's think fa- he uh, won't have the guts to laugh at him yet no i i don't think the rss will allow that someone from the congress to be parachuted and then be made some i i mean i think that would really no, no, make the carders angry no no because the rss uh, uh, sindhya's family is already grounded in bjp and they have a uh rss backing also so with this another member yeah, of yeah. sindhya family his aunt right? joining in ha yeah his aunt his but, aunt is, but yeah. also before even Ma- his mother even before madhurao joined kya kehte congress hai? congress his grandmother matlab madhurao's ah. mother that is sindhya's grandmother was yes. close to the sangh yes they she actually was, did a lot of she was very close funding in the initial years yes. gwalior yeah. royal family did a lot of funding for but the but i RSS. must say that all these uh, i mean guys who had who were earlier with the british and now with whatever yeah. we must read the pratik story when he did during the elections yeah how yeah. he ignored his uh, constituency yeah. i think that story must be we must revisit but yeah what do you make of the speech miraj i i see is that symptomatic of what indian politics has become right now it's all about performance about symbolism because this guy he was like a big shot in congress no matter what his talents or credibility were and then he loses so badly now his only claim to fame is that he is attached to modi ji mm. so to succeed in this political movement you only need performance i mean you can make a bizarre speech you are on tv you can make a like say the worst of things in the world you are on newspapers and you are on tv and that is what gets crowds excited and because there's nobody to hold you accountable so this is what goes this is what is your only sort of political capital now yeah we're truly in the age of reality tv politics and reality tv media because the crasser you are or the more ridiculous you are it's not even looked at as you know you were saying that uh, you know is, isn't he cringing or doesn't someone tell him that you know how's he behaving i think it's just we've come to that age where the the crasser you can get on camera or the weirder you can get is you're just considered mm. i mean even any sort of negative publicity to that end is good i mean i'm sure even that corona guy you know who does the go corona go or comes up every like two three weeks he comes up with new he's obviously doing it because that he you know that gets him attention that gets him some sort of mm. uh, pe- also, that gets people talking and otherwise no one would be talking about any of his work really also because you are no longer talking and like your whatever you do as political theater is no longer directed at the voters because they no longer It's the people who are mass media. holding you yeah accountable mass media social media and also to your patrons in wherever in delhi and gwalior or jahan jahan bhi amazing no i mean i really think it could be a fascinating anthropological and sociological dissection of and there's another thing also i mean which is has if you talk about it you're seen as i mean it's an impolite thing to say most of these politicians public figures that they're just like untalented they don't have any other talent right they can't do anything else talk to them and you'll figure Except out that like I mean, make they don't a, pull a crowd basically no, pull even, a crowd do anything i think sindhya is more uh, you know a part of uh, sindhya legacy he is not even a public leader but I mean. what is the legacy i think this is something where the congress communications team just does not get it 
how they can you know go at somebody this is a poem written by subhadra kumari chauhan which i was taught when i was in school bunde le har bolon ke muh humne suni kahani thi khub ladi mardani wo to jhansi wali ran rani ki jhansi ki rani and all so in that this is a stanza from that rani badhi kalpi aai karso meel nirantar par ghoda thak ke gira bhumi par gaya swarg tatkal sidhar yamuna tat par angrezon ne phir khai rani se haar विजय रानी आगे चल दी किया ग्वालियर पर अधिकार अंग्रेजों के मित्र सिंधिया ने छोड़ी राजधानी थी बुंदे ले हर बोलो के मुंह हमने सुनी कहानी थी खूब लड़नी मर्दानी वो तो झांसी वाली रानी इफ आई व कांग्रेस आई टी सेल आई वुड है वेरी सॉलिड कैंपेन बट इफ यू हैव अ ब्रेन and as or the I've, will to be of relevance i mean honestly guys <laughs> also check out my uh, interview with San, uh, sanjay jha i mean i asked him this question he says you know congress rahul gandhi doesn't have time to respond to sindhi had the same complaint everybody has said so i said who is he spending time with he has no time for you for sindhia for any other leader digvijay singh says i don't discuss anything with him who is he hanging out with what's he doing you know i'm i'm curious but anyway i just think sindhia at least i feel i'm validated i have always said mm-hmm. he's a buffoon especially when seculars used to see him waxing eloquent you know being this superficial you know very ki bhai gora chitta hai angrezi bol leta hai us university gaya tha lekin bewakoof tha bewakoof hai bewakoof rahega aur i feel validated <laughs> I mean the cause of India. Well, he still takes his uh, um, this thing, his royal status very seriously, and hmm. for all his father, you know, they you, still you do talk, those uh, yeah, ceremonies. As you cannot be a part of his immediate circle and not call him Maharaj hmm. Sahib. I mean, hmm. and that was also true for his father. So I mean, he had this very you know soft, secular, regular face that you know the professional face of the Congress during Sonia Gandhi's time, but. it is very deep inside their bones that we are royalty and you, it it doesn't leave so because easily. that is their only claim to legitimacy what else do they have mm. they're still trading on it right it would be interesting to see how shivraj singh chauhan plays this because now you know modi is such a big leader that nobody can even think of challenging him but if you guys remember in 2014 when modi was jostling to be the first among equals chauhan was chauhan was his only serious competitor and chauhan had said some things that you know i don't project myself like others do and So I'm sure Modi hasn't forgotten that. See, <laughs> so Amit Shah is cutting Chauhan down to size. With the center blessing, see, Sindhya has already come at par with Shivraj Chauhan. When he said, he told each BJP worker, when you go to the field, what are you going to ask? What is the choice between uh, for the voters? The choice between Shivraj Chauhan and Sindhya. on the one side so he's already at par with yeah. shivraj they both of us versus uh, and rahul and, and i mean this is a very clever way of huh. you know uh, so he's already in one shot he has come at chauhan's level hmm. so the way he has projected himself and nobody opposed that okay now let's just discuss up um, you know if you could start with mehraj i'll just lay the context there is this dreaded gangster he called- doesn't look dreaded he looks very sweet I okay. saw his pictures today. So clearly, <laughs> very harmless. He's very harmless because and very bizarre. He looks killed, very bizarre. He's just sitting like who killed eight mm, people? Movenaki. You know, th- this is the thing what f- films have done to us. You know, it is like Vikas Dubey can't be the name of gangster. And I remember this this uncle man used to tell us this joke that casteism is there even in how we name people, bandits. 
it will always be gabbar singh sher singh your bandit will not be a banya he will not be gaurav agarwal kaun aa raha hai gaurav agarwal aa raha hai humse humse badla nahi gabbar singh aayega you know shamsher singh aayega shamsher rana aayega vikas dubey yani ye nahi aa sakta ki kaun nahi vikas dubey can he sounds like a gangster shakal aayega raman kripal nahi aayega yeah even even it comes to the stereotyping of muslims it lavi mehraj loan cuz mehraj loan could be a professor of you know macroeconomics <laughs> at columbia university even the muslim will be alauddin khan or something or badsha khan osama you know, osama you know <laughs> so, and decidedly with a long beard coal lined eyes topi so clearly manisha is the victim of that <laughs> because she said vikas dubey looks so harmless what do you expect he should have horns on his head kuch to swag hona chahiye gangster wala itne logon ko mara hai itna plan kiya hai kuch to bhokal hona chahiye so basically they had gone to arrest him uh, from chobepur police station which is on the outskirts of kanpur it's a suburb of kanpur it is not in the heart city unna ke paas and clearly someone had tipped him off because there was a jcb ka full form kya hai it's those earth movers those big mm. uh, i think it's a jcb a, machines we call jcb it. machines called i don't know what the full form is it's these big earth cranes, mover type JCB machines cranes, uh, cranes. Uh, that blocked the cops so they couldn't go back mm. and his big palatial house is in the middle of this kind of gali galucha type and as the cops went there was firing from all the top of the buildings around a bit like an agnipath if you've seen when you try to raid amitabh bachan's you know hideout or that tamilian dons hideout all the people the slum dwellers on the second floor would start hitting the cops who were coming in here except they had guns so they shot eight of them to death and uh, the police said that they heard him shout ek bhi nahi bachna chahiye that kill all these guys and then they were on the run two of his henchmen have been found and arrested and then while they were being taken back one of them snatched a revolver and had to be encountered because obviously when you have three vehicles 20 cops it's so easy to snatch a revolver and start firing it there's also an old case of this guy he had killed apparently allegedly killed a bjp leader inside a police station yeah this because oh, wow, really? that's yes. in in a police station that is yeah and then he was still let out yes. so who's patronizing him samajwadi party he has won elections also by the way council level elections he has fought he is one from the jail and he is there's a video of him where he names about four five people across party lines including okay. bsp and sp okay who he says you know these are people who he doesn't say that they're on the payroll he had said ki hum unki help ke liye gaye the wo hum humse bol rahe the that we should all work together basically he was saying that i'm with these guys and this was across party lines which includes of course sp bsp so that is the context do you think this is a it's getting a lot of coverage but do you think this will end up making yogi look good or yogi look bad no one is asking yogi any questions i don't even think yogi is in the picture when you look at the reporting on it it's just up police kya kar rahi thi up police ne kuch nahi kara but no one's really asking questions of the yogi administration i wonder this. that is no. i should check the paper oh here's paper? his ad no i think <laughs> i think i think yogi when when it comes to up police and their nexus with the gangsters yogi is neutralized i think even the chief ministers before yogi uh, the police always had the uh, they used to patronize these gangsters and that so i won't uh, say that it was yogi doing so so you had mukhtar ansari with the samajwadi party he was with bsp also raja yes. bhaiya so you look at the number of gangsters that up had i i think they the up when i was in lucknow worked for two years for indian express i think for there are so many gangsters and these gangsters they have to show some kind of bokal 
then it is bokal he is a bokali politician so this is the culture uh, over there of the gang gangsters and so i think dubey kind of people they just keep uh, coming up i think there is perspective of the fact of uh, this i mean whether you have uh, yogi or you have uh, you know sp sp yeah so so that's what i feel in fact there was a lot of uh, people saying that because of people like vikas uh, dubey Yogi's encounter, you know, Raj is the only way to get out of. No, that's what I so have there, heard about BSP. There's already supporters of encounter. B in BSP under uh, Mayawati's rule, all these gangsters they just go in the heading. Yeah, into the Raja Bhai. Actually, uh, UP was. Uh, everyone says that during her time, the ah. law and order situation was law and order situation always better than any becomes better seen. when Mayawati. Mayawati because she had faced so much. Hmm. So I think the first thing that she does. the moment she comes into power she just cuts off you know their oxygen i mean line. i think hers was the only time when raja bhaiya was on the defensive otherwise no matter who comes in power whether it's the sp or the bjp or the congress raja bhaiya's she's the only one who could put him in jail mm-hmm. and she actually did uh, he's this guy who had a pond and skeletons were found in his pond you i'm yes. sure you guys have read about him but i i mean i will say that the first day when this vikas dubey thing happened there was commentary around the caste angle of gangsters and police because he's a dubey there was a tiwari there was so and this was actually shown very well in um, which which police was it a film oh yaar the anubhav sinha's film what was it called article 15 article, article 15 you remember that scene where the cop is going ki bhai hmm. ye log you know you're an upper caste like us so even if the upper castes rape a dalit girl you cannot file that case because they the caste affinity is more than affinity to the constitutional law and order and some yeah. commentary around this happened on the first day but it very quickly vanished i think that is a story that is worth exploring in up how what is the cast of each of the cops who were on his payroll hmm. are any of them low caste or all all dobias tiwaris pandes you it know it cuts across yes you are so yeah. i think that is the angle which shows how up is run by caste hierarchies not by law and order and not just the police the bureaucracy the mm. judges everyone so this is one is the casting another thing is this is an unfixable problem unless you see, see everywhere in the world gangsterism gangsterism has its roots in the socio political dysfunction of the society often these people i mean they are benefactors in that area the poor people depend on nasimuddin siddiqui they have their own networks of like patronage networks of benefiting people who are who won't get anything from the state who won't get anything from the formal networks so that also works unless you fix those you can't fix this problem so whether it's yogi or mayawati or whoever it is this problem is unfixable unless you address those things unless the person in your neighborhood doesn't get their due from the state they'll turn to somebody else this guy had connections with sp and bsp though no his wife fought on a bsp ticket i think because dubey that is how it works i mean you need po- political patronage police yeah, networks yeah. everything that's how you become a gangster in the first place also uh, before we move on there's one angle which i think is deeply worrying and i think if we get some reports from there we will know 
it was alleged, and I'm not just talking about general Twitter trolls, a reporter from UP, that there were two women from his family who were picked up. Uh, like, A, his home was demolished. What, like, what is the law under which you can demolish a home? For example, if he's a gangster and that home has eight people living in it, you know, his daughter-in-law, his wife, some other kid, can just demolish a home. I mean, I haven't seen any report what was the legality of his home being demolished. And that's not to say that one is batting for the guy, but there has to be some rule of law. Secondly, that his wife or daughter-in-law, two women were questioned or picked up. Under what charges? Now, the thing is that when you've done something as heinous as this guy's done, then everything is off. That you yeah. can do what the fuck you want. To the, and that is deeply problematic. And I would like to see at least some more commentary on that by legacy media who have like 10, 10 reporters there, you know, who can surround Shashi Tharoor's house when he's going for a drive. They should just send that. Have they picked up someone from his wife? Because this was a UP uh, journalist who had said that this is what I have got to know. This is Questioning the wife and family is still fine, but demolishing a house makes no sense this to is me. Yogi I mean, way of, uh, this sense. is Yogi way of handling a situation. Yeah. He had done it during CAA uh, protests also. So anybody who was protesting, so he slapped cases of, uh, hmm. you know, defacing public of, property. Uh, but this isn't just a Yogi thing. I mean, this idea of collective punishment, I mean, it's embedded, it's endemic to India and elsewhere also. I mean, anywhere uh, somebody is picked up, even a like petty criminal, they'll go to his home, beat up his father, his brother or somebody, ask him to surrender in the police station. Back home, even the military does this. So if there is, like a, you have a militant in the family and he has been away for like 20 years and he is dead, they'll just attach the property of the entire family. No, I think Yogi, in They a did way, that in Bandipur and uh, this place. Is, isn't there a law that prevents them? From, I mean, can't that be challenged? Because you can't it possibly can be, It can be challenged, but, but that will be 20 years in the court, right? So till then it's So sealed. if they seize your orchard, they seize your property, what are you going to do? Go to the court and that'll take 20 years. So mm. your life is gone, the way it mm. works. And the same thing, I mean, you have a militant son, you'll go beat up the father, you'll jail his brother ask him to surrender or a yeah, stone pelter even. No, Kashmir, I mean, uh, is a different situation, but I think Yogi set a precedent during the CA time. I mean, the way he handled the CA protesters when the, uh, he he uh, slapped these cases of, mm. uh, you know, defacement, he's, he's fanning each one of them. So, so this is, uh, this institutionalized, institutionalizing a thing like this, I've seen it for the first time. No, it happened in Delhi also, right? We had the stories of the police yeah. going and terrorizing those women even during the Correct. COVID time. Not the, they, I don't think in Delhi it has ever been institutionalized. It is coming from, say, Kejriwal or from Home Ministry. I mean, I have never no, seen No, no, it's not a political like problem as such. It's it, a systemic problem. The police seen. only operates police, that way. The, the police, no, state I, machinery all, I think in Delhi, they way. can't do it to the extent they're doing UP because yes. it is Delhi and yeah. it will be yes. reported. Yes. But there are some cases where, yes, I think, you know, They've picked up, like, for example, if something becomes high profile enough, they don't care whether they have evidence. Like the Ryan school child's death. Mm. They just picked up the conductor or the sweeper yeah. because they were poor. And because it was such a heinous crime, they're sure that the media will not be too critical because the baying for blood of a person who could have killed a little child is way bigger than anyone wanting justice for a suspect. So... Same thing during the Nirbhaya after that horrific gang rape. Right. They went after their families. That's how right. they located those people, right? Right. No, but they did not torture them. Like I mean, there are allegations they went nah. this thing, but I nah. mean they, even if they would have slapped them, we would never even know. Nah. Exactly. No, so, so those those things happen from the what I'm trying to say that Yogi has institutionalized them. I mean like that is this SOP. 
this is his way of handling things. I mean, so demolish what, his house. So what you're saying is, बाप को पकड़ के बिठा दो. What you're saying is, you don't have to get the go-ahead from the chief minister. Haan. That is now the SOP. Bas. When also it also encounters. I mean, just bumping off people. Hmm. There was a yes, famous Lucknow case that, uh, where that guy that, on the flyover was just shot rape, dead. That rape, rape in uh, Unna. His father, father of the girl, hmm. he was brought to the uh, yeah. uh, police station. Yeah, that was shocking. And then he was killed. Off <laughs> that was that, that was just. Yeah. So so I think. What about um, the case you were talking about? Which which one is this? You just mentioned a case. There was a case where this um, guy was just sitting in a car with his colleague at night, and the police just came and shot them. Just on it was just a it was a very famous case, Lucknow, I think, two mm. years ago. But that was during the time that they were just on this encounter spree. They were just going mm. on bumping criminals and all that. And in this case, he wasn't really. But I think he started his car. He was trying to like get away from the police, and the police just shot shot the guy. And he was a techie. He was in one of those big yeah, companies. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of reporting. Neha Dixit did a lot of good stories about that. How like most of these people were pretty much either innocent or at the most pet- petty criminals. But yeah, you can kill them and get away with it. Yeah. So, uh, just unrelated, but someone had written a mail asking clarification. I'll just read that email. Uh, not that email, but something related to that has come. So let me just read that because Sharjil has also been arrested in the last couple of days. So the question regarding him. This email is from Webhav Devedi. A brief mail on the latest news on the hafta. While ending the segment on police in Tamil Nadu murdering two people, Abhinandan tried to articulate an important point. At what point should it be considered legitimate for a person to beat up an attacking police officer? I agree with him that the question is non-trivial, and in the proper legal setting, the courts could resolve them. After all, the court and the police belong to different pillars of our government and should be able to function independently of each other. After talking about that, he went into a listener's email about Shahjil Usmani and his comments about Sharukh Pathan. One by one, the panelists insisted that if he were part of News Laundry team, he would have to disown his tweet, as it was too controversial. But I was puzzled that no one brought back Abhinandan's comment on police brutality and self-defense. The conditions surrounding Sharukh Pathan are not completely clear and murky. It happened in the middle of the riot, where, if you remember, the police were at best passively observing the violence and at worst actively facilitating. Would it be reasonable that for a defendant to expect some sympathy from the people in such a situation? I would not like to butt in with my thoughts on the matter, but I would like to know your views on the question presented. Yours, Webhav Duvedi. So thanks, Webhav. Uh, Sharjil, uh, by the way, has been arrested yesterday or day before. Uh, yesterday night for a 2019 case that was filed, a complaint that was filed against him on the CA protests, mm. and he was arrested by the Lucknow ATS apparently because there was a lot of confusion about who picked him up, what no one was willing uh, to answer. So Aligarh police. Through. Finally, um, Amar Ujala reported that it was the ATS cell that picked him up from Lucknow, not the Aligarh police. So, regarding uh, you know the email, I I get what you're saying that if there was enough evidence that Sharukh Pathan had actually drawn his gun because they were under attack from the police, sure. Then I mean, then it's a grey. But at least from the photographs and the footage I've seen and you know what I know, that wasn't the case in this specific case. Uh, so yeah, and I mean even if that were the case. I'm not sure if on social media your identity is connected to a news platform. Even if that were the case, whether I would like to, you know, have anyone pat that on the back. For example, I've seen Bandit Queen. I have sympathy for Phulan Devi at one level. Not to say that her going back to that village and killing every young male member of that village. But I would not. Of course, later she became an MP and all that. But at that point, I would not say. Yeah, Phulan, go. You know, I get what you did. Although you can empathize with her, I just think you got to be a little more careful on social media on stuff that that has guns being drawn and you know shots being fired and 
when their lives at yeah. stake it's not a casual thing that's all and the operative uh, thing is that if you're a journalist uh, yeah. so sharjeel is an activist he's most welcome to his views and you know however whatever they may be but if you're a journalist there's a certain amount of way in which you have to kind of balance your words i Do think you guys have a view also no, i think i think you said it we have to exercise the restraint as journalists also i think there are two separate issues here one is whether this person pathan sharukhi committed violence or not commit violence whether it was in self defense or mm. not self defense that is one issue another is whether violence should be glorified irrespective of for whatever reason it was committed whether it was for self defense or it was a rebellion or it was state violence should it be condoned or mm. like encouraged but that's a separate issue merits and demerits that's a different debate but these are i think two different issues here if i could just take one more mail before we get back to the discussion and this is also related and uh, i love the clarity that shridhar has given this is shridhar periyasami hello news on team i'm a leg- regular listener of hafta and i noticed abhinav was asking whether we can beat police back if they beat you and as an amcha lawyer i would like to pitch in short answer to can i beat the police back short answer yes but they can get back at you so it is advisable to not beat them back <laughs> long answer and this uh, shridhar has put hyperlinks and also thanks shridhar you've uh, really put an effort to this mail and i really appreciate that Section forty-six of Criminal Procedure Code says, if a police officer tries to lawfully arrest you, they can use all means to arrest you if you are resisting arrest. Unquote. And Section ninety-nine of the Indian Penal Code says, quote, a person doesn't have the right to self-defence against an action of a public servant as long as the act is done in good faith and it doesn't cause grievous hurt or death. Unquote. But the problem is, Section forty-one of Criminal Procedure Code says, quote. the police can lawfully arrest you without a warrant if they suspect you of committing a cognizable serious in nature offence unquote so at any instance the police can cook up offences like criminal intimidation or attempt to murder which are mm. serious offences and they can beat you saying you have resisted arrest mm. but don't lose hope there is a light at the end of the tunnel mm. the supreme court is aware of the police atrocities and it has ordered the state government to set up a pca a police complaints authority which is supposed to be headed by a retired supreme court or high court judge and its sole purpose is to look into abuse of power by the police lot of states haven't set up pca properly but things are changing for the better respective high courts are questioning why the state governments haven't set up pcas properly and it is inevitable that states will fall in line since the public pressure is mounting so until then whenever a police officer or police person threatens you make sure you record it and publish it on so- hmm. social media currently the indian police are more scared of social media <laughs> than of the else. judiciary <laughs> yeah, that's clear cuz yeah supreme so um Thanks, that's Shidhar. true, huh? but depressing at the same time. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about. The state is supposed to be a neutral arbiter. If the judiciary, the police, and the state is all on one side, so what do you do? But I mean, there was this case today. Did you see there was a video doing the rounds in Meerut? There was a Sikh guy who'd gone to buy medicines, and I think he probably wasn't wearing a mask. In the video, he seems to be wearing a mask, but maybe he'd taken off or whatever. And the police started beating him. And there's a video where he's saying that uh, Pramod Kumar ne kare, and he's really visibly shaken, and he's mm. with his mother. She's also shaken. And there's a Sikh gentleman who's really nicely giving him a lecture. Ki aap bhakshak ban gaye ho, rakshak nahi ho. He's really giving it off to him. So I was like, that's nice. Yeah, but Shridhar, I mean, in one sense, I guess you've answered my question. But this is if they are beating you and you don't want to get beaten. What about if they are beating you enough that it could kill you? Then you can't record it and play it later, na? So that is. at that level what does one do is my question you obviously hit back yeah i mean then survival okay, instincts kick, kick in i mean uh, but why you have then then you don't have a case against then you, you may get saved at the time but then i mean you'll be in you don't have a case of 
self defense is what i think sridhar's mail says which is depressing if you ask me uh, you only have pca yeah which is not good to. enough in my view given how the institutions have come to function in this country yes if i could just you know quickly touch upon two more things and i want to talk about that cancel culture and the extreme wokeness china and china yes yes let's discuss china although i don't have much input to give i just ah, know that there's some confusion some... so we can just point out what is the confusion we don't have an expert here but the government has still not released a statement have they it's just like through sources it's in the sources, government yeah. uh, just sources which is like and really weird and, uh, yeah so i mean no they will not do it before the process be- is finalized but they can say now we have started disengaging and this has happened name somebody from the defense minister's office maybe they want to wait else. for the whole thing to cuz you never know last time when we said we are disengaging they like we lost <laughs> they 20 came troops back in, yeah so one never knows with china what's really happening but as of now what seems to have happened is that pp14 point where the clashes had occurred china has moved back from that area but so have we we used to be patrolling there so in that area we both moved back 2 kilometers approximately 2 kilometers away from to create a buffer zone i mean just to you know clarify the confusion which is not that we are clarifying the confusing points we are clarifying what the confusion is about and hopefully next hafta we'll be able to give you some inputs on this the contention is that now that you know both sides have agreed to withdraw and you know many are showing this as a sign of victory in the indian media of course the usual what is called godi media they're saying isne dikha diya chin ko when you have a you know leader like modi yeah rubika layakat was like chin hata nahi use dhakela gaya hai matlab basically mm, right so <laughs> the 2 km everyone going back 2 km and deescalating is good but brahmachalani uh, who is a fairly neutral observer and he, you can't accuse him of being close to one or the other because often he has said things that are very complimentary to you know the bjp as well is that the point that we have retreated from both parties we have gone back from where we were earlier so it's like we were at point x for the last several years the chinese came there contested point x a conflict was created then said okay let's deescalate everybody move back 2 kilometers mm. so chinese have gone back to where they were but we have not gone back to where we were we have gone 2 kilometers further back from where we were so we have retreated from our earlier position but the one spin is no that's not true that was not a permanent camp anyway we used to only patrol there now we can't patrol there so now that you know we'll clarify on but that is whether you want to see it as a victory or not depends on what spin you want to believe yeah. and at pengongso where it's clearly our territory uh, there are still Chi- there's still chinese presence they've moved back some of their troops they've reduced a bit of their presence but it's still there in large numbers so that is still a very very contentious point and dipsang also dipsang yeah. plains so some i mean on social media some people have this sort of a crude but rather accurate analogy for what has happened mm. so a neighbor has come into your house he has mm. thrown you out and then after he has occupied the house he has said okay let's settle the matter now that i have this house so you come and stand at, at the doorway right so okay. so the matter is sorted yeah so um that's that so hopefully we'll get to some clarity next time uh, now the cbsc course here in case you guys are wondering the fact that the course needs to be shortened is not a new development it is something that has been discussed debated for the longest time that it's too big a course if the exam has to be taken you have to reduce the course so just to be clear it is not out of the blue that the government has said cbse ka course chalo ye hata do the question is isko chhota karna hai course lekin kya hatana chahiye so i will quote from news report to rationalize its syllabus in view of the pandemic the central board of secondary education on tuesday 
completely deleted chapters on federalism, citizenship, nationalism, and secularism from the political science curriculum of class 11 for the academic year 2021. Apart from these subsections, including why do we need local governments and growth of local governments in India, have also been removed from the curriculum. The deletions were made on the directions of the HRD ministry, which asked the CBSE to reduce the syllabus for classes 9 to 12 by 30 percent to make up for the academic loss caused by the pandemic. So. Like I said, it is not that suddenly the thought of this. Ever since this pandemic hit, कि भाई ये छोटा करो course और thirty percent छोटा करना. Now, if any of you remember civics, what would you remove? <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't remember what the yeah. Actually, one should also see at what I mean. I what, they, what did they reinstate? Was was it something I more important? I think they than... have reinstated the working work of a government. How the legislature works. How the how parliament functions. The executive functions. Ah, I think judiciary they have kept. I don't see much politics in it because they have removed nationalism, which is the agenda of the present government. But then, way nationalism was taught, taught in school is, uh, is not completely this nationalism. different. Yeah, it's very different. It's yeah. very different. Maybe they took out the soft, soft philosophical chapters out. You know, concept wale, but keep the how does the government work? What does the panchayat do? Uh, what like panchayat you know, kept those things. So kept. study the process, but don't but study yeah, don't the st- so idea. Institutions. I don't know if it's uh, that. Uh, I think it's more on the institutions and no, but this has been like a whole BJP. If you remember back in Vajpayee's day, M M Joshi when he was the Murli Manohar Ji, HRD minister, he just rewrote all the textbooks, and yeah. then Congress came back, they rewrote them again. Hmm. So this is, I mean, this has been one of the pet projects of the Sangh Parivar since they started. Give education in the proper what they call proper education is which like they shouldn't people shouldn't deviate from what we teach them so nationalism is out secularism is out hmm. uh, the, the civic they... civic idea of a local government is out because everybody has to flow from top down like in the caste system so yeah the local government is there I think no basically what this is what they're removing is nationalism secularism, secularism. growth of local government in India why do we need local governments. Uh-huh. I don't know if Panchayati Raj is there because Panchayati Raj is a lot of self-governance. Panchayati Raj. I mean, if I were to give a pop culture analogy, I think it's not a coincidence that the times of Manmohan Desai tha na, Amaragwar Anthony wala. Ah. You know that time the popular culture, the cinema was full of ki bhai dekh ek bacha hai, Amar ek hai, Akbar ek hai, Anthony hai, anyway, <laughs> baap mar raha hai aur teen teen pipe se khoon nikal raha hai aur baap ke usme ja raha hai. Of course, blood is not given ki main khoon nikal raha hu, baap ke usme ja raha hai. You know, they have, they have, it goes through processes, but at the cost of scientific or biological accuracy, that was the message that I thought India needed at the time when it was so fractured. Yeah, you know, the the generation of the partition was at its peak, at its prime. So I think if you're talking about governance, secularism, and 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 citizenship, I would say these are the two most important chapters I would leave in. I would not even mind removing how. Elections and voting happen. वो समझ लेंगे बच्चे जब तक वो अठारह उन्नीस साल के होंगे. Core concepts yeah in a way yeah these are core concepts. I think concepts these are the basics. So I, so I just think to remove these, even if it's not a out of malicious intent, it shows what is priority for you as an HRD minister. You know I may not say कि भाई I don't want to make a bathroom because I want you know the the drivers or any of the people who come in as guests they should you know die of a bladder burst. But the fact that it wouldn't even strike me that where will the help go to the loo if I'm hosting an event shows that it is not at at best it's not even on my you know my conscience or conscious space and at worst I actually want to torture someone. I I'll just take my words back because on this I said that I don't see any politics into it, but now I really feel I mean I know it for a fact that RSS has made lots of 
inroads into the hrd ministry because that was their first target you know when the in 2014 the, when the government came and i know it for a fact that uh, rss rajya sabha tv i mean the media so these are the these are the areas they they have not picked up ministry of environment they have picked up the education hrd yeah, so so i take the... my word back there could be a possible because rss concept of nationalism is very different from the uh, you know chapter on nationalism which, which cbse uh, describes so maybe they're going to come up with a new chapter on the new way of nationalism so there could be a possibility and secularism and citizenship they are like two things that are yes. very no, I, anathema I, to them I, I and also it, if yeah. you remember in vajpayee's time the most capable ministers like most qualified you could say was mm joshi and i think jaswant singh jaswant singh was because he couldn't be, be made finance minister he hadn't won an election so it would look bad so he mm. was made foreign minister on vajpayee's insistence and this joshi was particularly given hrd because he had to do these changes yeah but there's one thing to this though which the minister clarified that these topics these chapters would be excluded to the extent that you no questions in the board exams would come out of these chapters but they would still be taught okay no but the way so, indian system works is you only what is relevant there. to the exam is taught uh, i mean he said that we still be discussing and also it. it is not necessary that the minister himself has it see how this he, things he work. would have a committee i'm sure the minister is not deciding ki main bureaucratic processes work is minister ne bol diya just remove some of the stuff and bureaucrats because they are more loyal because they are always looking out for what the bosses want and they know they're against these these things so they remove those things anyway do write in and tell us what you think on each of these civics um, was so boring anyway <laughs> i hated it all of it my only favorite part was preamble i really liked because it was so Just short preamble. <laughs> i did political nice. science you did so this email is from pratyay choudhury pratyay says i'm writing this mail in reference to hafta 282 Certain comments that were made in the hafta as to what has prompted China to flex its muscle amid a global pandemic made a compelling case for me to share my views on this. The argument that a statement made by Amit Shah in the Indian Parliament might have motivated Beijing to display its arrogance on India's northern border seems laughable. China, apart from being a major civilizational nation, is also a 14 trillion dollar economy, which is almost every global supply chain emanating from their cities. Not to mention their powerful armed forces that they have developed over the past three decades. attributing china's arrogance to amit shah's statement no matter how powerful he might be in india blesses him with too much importance in the global power game believe me beijing doesn't give a rat's fart to what the home minister of india says the fact is what the, what india is witnessing today is the physical manifestation of the power differential that has grown several fold between delhi and beijing over the past 3 decades china was just biding its time and waiting for a chance to show the world what it is capable of the growing warmth between delhi and washington has just added fuel to fire China is not only harassing India but also engaging in aggressive posturing in many parts of the world countries like Australia Canada Japan Vietnam are the other global players apart from India that are facing the brunt of powerful Beijing so long as India doesn't invest money and thought to improve its infrastructure education model supply chain sports domestic policy making machinery India will never be a global player that it aspires to be we can ban as many apps as you want but nothing constructive is ever going to come out of it unless we put our best minds to the above mentioned points As usual NL content is awesome to understand Mehraj ji's view on caste I have now personally started reading Dalit literature available starting with Ambedkar's Annihilation of Caste wow, wow. Manisha ji's nuisance is fun to watch I sometimes wonder how much effort goes into making those crisp videos with authentic content and dark humor keep up the good work regards very uh, well articulated prate and I don't think I disagree with you I mean I'm, more and more I'm coming to this thing of thinking that 
I think China's game is much bigger than yes. what India. any one yeah or, you know sense. what they say so one, yeah no just one but, point but I, mean, I but I just want to say one thing that why is Manisha Manisha ji and Mehraj Mehraj ji and I'm only Abhinandan you're like Nehru <laughs> everyone calls Nehru Nehru Indira ji uh, Vajpayee ji Modi ji thank you for making me feel better just Modi. one uh, quick point I mean see when people say that Amit Shah said this and China reacted it's not like they give amitra importance these are pretexts pretexts that states use amitra mm. said that now we'll do this and we'll say he said this that's why why we are reacting so these are pretexts like back in the day ho chi minh said this so we'll do this mm. saddam hussein said this like 10 years ago so we'll go and bomb bomb him so about your nuisance how much effort goes into a lot it it's really costing us our sanity and our happiness which is why i'll take a break <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, i have to watch all this all yeah, this really. that's, uh, and that's, it's you know uh, like that's really takes on i also feel uh, it hampers you in the long run in the sense that i really think i'm becoming very dumb like increasingly i feel like i'm becoming inarticulate i have little grasp on issues it's just watching too much and angrier also i think so it just makes make you, you angrier. angrier and dumber person I I will I don't know about dumber I I I think <laughs> No dumb. in the sense that if you read more and more it kind of clears your perspective about issues if you watch more and more tv it's just like it's just a thing that just sucks you in but you just you don't come out of it any smarter I mean I'll give you an example back when I used to write Gustaki Maaf and Grain in Tamasha which was this political satire it was a daily show so every day I had to write you know three gags and at least two of them had to be in english and the both So you can't possibly read so much news that you can say okay this is what I'll satirize because by 7 in the morning I had to have told them that sorry by the evening before I had to have told them that the gag will be about these characters because they had to line up the voice over artists for the next day and the next morning I'd write the actual script but I had to commit who the characters would be the evening before so which meant I used to watch a lot of TV news because that's the only way you can cover eight mm. stories in 40 minutes I can't read eight stories detailed in 40 minutes and because satire was on what's the biggest story so I'd be watching a lot of TV news and those of us in small screen you guys weren't there would remember I was I was always on edge I would be really stressed all the time so I was always on a hair trigger when I was conducting myself in office and when I stopped watching TV news when I stopped writing that show I didn't have to watch it every day because I didn't have to churn out a script by 11:30 every morning I just stopped watching television news it actually impacted my mood significantly yeah 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 definitely you feel and you were still watching television when it was still worth watching oh, what, what? now when you watch also when you like for example if you're watching something on indo china you don't come out of it any smart like you uh-huh. actually don't know what's happened so then you have to go back to like an article in business and article in express to understand ki hua kya and of course you also feel very hopeless and dejected so yeah it's just a <laughs> downward okay, spiral so we need to set up a Manisha Trust. Uh, Manisha fund for her morale Manisha morale booster fund she's really Manisha batting for Munar that break of hers booster fund she's been talking about MBBF <laughs> she may not be MBBF but she's MBBF so we would collect an MBBF so that after 100 episodes we can send her for a really kick ass holiday so she can rejuvenate and come back my god can i give you a list of places <laughs> <laughs> You can give the audience a, a <laughs> list. Greece me island hai, bahut acha. Acha. तो पहले आप ना NL सेना के लिए आप. एक वो आनंदा स्पाय छोटा सा हमारे हमारे देश में है. ऋषिकेश में. So I have one more mail from Ankit Gupta. We have a lot of mails this time. By the bro, Rohit Vishal Pandey. Your email is eight eighty four words, but you have also made a diagram. 
It is wow. a circle of political issues in Utopia, circle of political issues in 2020 India. Wow, I want to read this. And um, oh, there it's a it pretty, is. So I think we should publish this mail. Uh, so Aditya, our producer, will ensure that this mail is published because reading almost 900 words would take up more than 10 minutes. But you've spoken about, uh, of course, you've said nice things about us. So thank you so much for subscription. Thank you for writing, Rohit. Really appreciate it. But uh, you don't always agree with us, and also which is uh, good. Even when you had to cut down expenses, you did not stop NL subscription. So I really, That's really right. proud of you. Thank you. I I wish there were more news um, consumers like you who understand the value of paying for news. So he has said, I've observed that discussion centrism always crop up every second or third hafta. So I'm putting an honest effort to settle it once and for all with the help of a simple <laughs> diagram. Thanks. So this email is going to go up with the diagram. We'll just embellish it a bit so we can make our graphic artists put them to some work to make it look a little nicer. I'm really keen on reading this. I've, it's in front of me, but I'll read it nicely because this is something that interests me. And I love these. I love how so many of our subscribers just go into such minute, informative analysis on so yeah, many things. It's really it's very valuable. It's really valuable. And, I mean, we were talking about the whole Jyoti Raditya Sindha, the cast, and Modi ji and everything. One of our subscribers, Raj Shekhar Sen, wrote this. amazing article uh, which we published last week yeah about how why basically i mean it's depressing in a way if you you are like anti bjp why modi is going to keep on winning and why tv is going to be the way it is yeah. for a long time okay truly and actually you know we should actually do an nl sana project maybe next elections or we should have an arm like you know these pollsters see voter and all have everyone's talking about popularity polls like how the prime minister is the most popular and you know covid has just not impacted his uh, you know popularity i'd really like to know the news sources when you go out and survey these people i'd like to know the people who are, are vouching that's, for him that's a who very good are idea. they watching mm. i think it would be a very fascinating study that's actually very, in fact we have so many because interns because it really hits you at the heart of You know, where's the? I mean, it's not popularity is not something that's. How just, difficult is it to run know, a poll? Let's just try to do it ourselves. Yeah, let's. I mean, get if Seawater can do it with three thousand people, we can do it. I think we can do it. Let's. I think we should try. Yeah. Anyway, that's a very good thought. Let's do that. We have so many internship mm-hmm. applications. Okay, I have one quick email. This is from Sandeep Ghatikar. I have been a long time subscriber and hope to continue doing so. A big shout out to Anand Vardhan. Although ideologically opposite to most of his views, I find his articulation brings intellectual heft to an otherwise nonchalant banter. format of haftan brings perspective to very different from other panelists this email is in reference to journalistic coverage of the indo-chinese border dispute and will end up being another rant against indian journalists just like my previous ones <laughs> we've gone past all levels of lunacy and buffoonery on mainstream media and this is probably a lost cause but i do have a couple of human interest questions how is it that journalists find it all right to exhibit their patriotism when reporting national security issues doesn't all this jingoism around valor and courage of the army take away from the objectivity of the story I know some of them have to play to their galleries, but I'm referring to a few sensible ones. Isn't it deeply problematic for journalists to take sides, even if it's on national security issues, rather than report facts? I believe good journalists should be open and free of notions around borders, nationalism, and religion. Nation states are merely tools of pragmatism and convenience. Associating pride or otherwise to these imaginary borders just seems trivial. But then again, that's my opinion, and don't want to digress. Somehow, the military is a holy cow. Not that these things have to be taught in journalistic schools. Shouldn't this be some of the vital tenets of journalism? It's bothersome to see these journalists with zero conception of constitutional democracy overlook human rights abuses, but find every opportunity up their sleeve to exhibit patriotism. Would love to hear the panel's thoughts, Sandeep Ghatikar. It's a very evolved view, and I think I mean no journalist would 
even the most liberal or most left of center journalists would not articulate such a view and in fact i was having this discussion with one of my friends who covers defense and he was actually of the view that papers should not say our army and anchors should not say our army we should say the indian army because it's not our army and there's a certain distance that comes with saying the indian army versus the chinese army whereas when you say it's our army it's it's you're kind of personalizing it so uh, but i think we've gone so far away from all these uh, tools of maintaining balance especially when we're uh, doing national security or defense that i don't see this happening at all i only see a more uh, shift towards more jingoism that is even articulating a view like this today would mean antinational because one and your publisher and editor won't support you in it true for one media is now just a commodity and the journalist is a salesman and the commodity that sells the most these days in this political climate is nationalism so you want to make a living out of that you want to make money of that you want to make a career of that because that's what what is selling right now another point is that nationalism has increasingly not just in india in in many parts of the world it's the new secular religion it's become this kind of a religion mm. and the because it's a religion so the army and the flag and everything these are like these kinds of deities and you don't question those symbols that is why i mean i have said this before also there's patriotism that's a very noble human emotion because you're born somewhere you love that you grew grow up there and you love that place nationalism has become an affliction i mean tagore recognized it like more than 100 years ago it's an affliction it's an affliction of the soul and once it corrodes your soul turns into jingoism there's very little you can do about it and it's a very destructive emotion in that sense I mean, because the whole idea of nationalism is that you are somehow better than somebody else who lives somewhere else for reasons there are no reasons are only about where i was born exactly. there's no other reason yeah. exactly and that's a very dangerous thing to have you know uh, we'd had this discussion on hafta only i don't know if you'll remember where i had gone a step further and i was not even sure whether patriotism is such a desirable virtue to have because patriotism is connecting your allegiance to a nation and i believe we all have an allegiance to a set of values so when 93% of germany voted for say hitler or whatever the number was i may be mixing up no he barely Putin. came to power in the first like when his first election happened but then he cancelled elections and everybody was second one okay so but let's say you know like putin he says that when he does his referendums on himself they are whether you want to believe it or not they are over 80% and i i wouldn't be surprised if they are then what is your nation is your nation the basic overwhelming value system that your people quote unquote have chosen then is that value system your value system if that value system is not your value system what are you patriotic to if it's not the borders if it's not the government and in a case where the overwhelming majority believes one thing it's not even the national conscience then what is that emotion to towards which is why i think over time i'm not saying today or tomorrow but i think the next phase of what we will be true to is values and not even nations what how you may want to describe nation whether that's a government whether it's its people or whether it's its boundary so i don't think we're there yet patriotism in that sense when historically it hasn't been linked to in the sense it's now like for example you are an indian so you're patriotic indian so it's been very limited in that sense i mean it's a village it's a town it's a city at the most and that has historically historically served a very important purpose because without that it would have been very difficult to build communities back in the day right sure. because there was very little to hold people together but now we have facebook 
<laughs> now yeah i mean it's still good i mean i come from a place i grew up in a village i love that village and i would want it to be better i mean if there is some some problems there you would want to improve that that's very good but this idea that it makes for some for no reason apparently my village is better than the next one is just like a very bizarre thing and it just is a very destructive emotion. nationalism in terms of values is very much entrenched into each one of us i mean even even i think dubey dubey will be nationalistic in, in in that sense you know like for example I mean, there's a team from up maybe he will he will cheer for the uttar pradesh hmm, right. or will cheer for india i mean these feelings come very naturally even this is a daud ibrahim was a very famous india backer during my matches i remember <laughs> ah, that india was like yes, to be there yes. and when we had to show him on television you had to mosaic out the indian flag yes. because you couldn't show him as patriotic because when india and pakistan would be playing he'd have the indian flag in front of him <laughs> and that, you couldn't use that image so we had to mosaic that out also i mean we have to remember this territorial nationalism is very recent in history i mean not more than 100 150 years old earlier it was a nation was your nation was your people usually sometimes religious if you were a hindu you were a one nation if you were a muslim you were another nation this territorial nationalism is very recent in that sense but yeah i mean humans have evolved through different phases but in india mm-hmm. at this moment it's like become very destructive the way it's being used now ankit has written a mail uh, he said you don't have to include the name or the full email but just a small reply so you've I mean he doesn't not want his name to be included he said you don't have to read out my full mail so basically you give a few suggestions time span time stamp on videos and podcasts we'll be doing that we'll have all that forward backward start of where you left off kind of thing that will be there in the website we may sold up in an interview start a specific fortnightly series uh, i mean i can tell you on this i was just discussing with manisha actually i like to do my interviews live because when i do interviews i i gauge the mood a lot by body language i I'm a really uh, close observer of, you know, whether a person is getting defensive or aggressive. So, I actually feel quite powerless when I'm doing interviews on Zoom. So, I'd like to start more interviews. We'll you, I've done Digvijay Singh, I've doing Sanjay Jha, I'll do a few more, but those interviews I'd like to do when we can meet people in person. He says please call Professor Faizan Mustafa on Hafta or arrange an interview with Meghnad. He says that a Hindi content should get more priority than it is getting right now. So, editors I don't know how we can do that. Maybe give it more time on the on the, on the slider or whatever the case may be. He says there's a lot of very good content. People will pay for it and um, timestamps, of course. And he really liked the interview series of old news track journalists who covered Kashmir. Yeah, I think that was with uh, Alpana Madhu did. So yeah, thank you. Uh, sorry for the long list of suggestions. No, yeah, your suggestions are welcome. All right, now um, so I just like to discuss this letter uh, which. J.K. Rowling and 150 public figures wrote over free speech, and I'll just tell you some of the names who have signed off on that letter: Noam Chomsky, Gloria Steinem, Gary Kasparov, Malcolm Gladwell. Gloria Steinem also. Yeah, I don't know who else. There was some. Yeah, Nell Irvin. I don't know who that is. Who wrote the history of white people and a few other people? Now, what the letter says is that I'm reading from the BBC website. Just quote the free exchange of information ideas, the lifeblood. of a liberal society is daily becoming more constrained unquote quote we uphold the values of robust and even caustic counter speech from all quarters but it is now all too common to hear calls for swift and severe retribution in response to perceived transgressions of speech and thought unquote now this also comes at the back of jk rowling has said some things that were that only a woman who's biologically a woman should 
we called a woman i still couldn't understand the whole controversy what exactly jk rowling said and what is but i think she was saying that being a woman is a biological construct and you cannot take it out yes so which is similar to what i had said in awful and awesome and i had been corrected by many writers and i understood what they're saying except that they didn't say now we will not listen to abhinandan sekri and we are cancelling our subscription they said this is why you don't understand few things and this is why what you should understand and many of those things have changed my mind some things i still disagree with but basically i want to use this letter to talk about something that i read recently about i wasn't aware of it although this has been discussed for last year and half have you guys heard of safetyism so safetyism is this concept which log millennials ke muh mad rahe hain ye concept but i don't think it's so much a millennial issue as it is maybe a post millennial issue that anything that i find uncomfortable or that kind of makes me angry or upset and now the the, the word that is in vogue is trigger that triggers me should not be said around me or that will be considered either an assault on basic values or a toxic work environment or uh, you know if someone talks like that that person should not be entertained in any conversation and you know what i read says that this goes against basic liberal principles that liberal principles is all about exchanging ideas and the better idea emerges so these post millennials are actually while they claim to be liberals their value system is exactly counter to liberalism that anything that compromises my safety of my mind cannot be uttered so walk on eggshells around me which is an antithesis to liberalism we grew up with stuff that triggered us but that made exposed us to other ideas challenged those ideas but to say that these things should not be said and if you say it you're cancelled i quite agree with this whole safetyism being a really idiotic concept now am i just being an uncle which is also possible i quite agree with all these authors i think this young generation has taken political correctness of don't say this or it triggers me fuck lot of things triggered me we dealt with it and you evolve from stuff like that if you are saying you should not be exposed to any virus or bacteria because that will make you stronger no it won't because the first time you are you're fried i think ideas are like that they are like virus they are as toxic they like bacteria some are good some are bad like curd the ones in our stomach that helps us digest food some make us fall ill but exposure to each of these makes us stronger and i believe better and this thing that i will you know these she wrote those books now there were these all these websites that were her fan websites they have said we will not refer to her again and there's a very interesting article which i'll refer Voldemort. to at the end yeah the she's become the holder she's become, so that was uh, you know my recommendation is you've ruined thank you so much I would just like to know yeah that's 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 the context I've set what do you think on this where do you weigh in on this so you want to start you're the oldest amongst us say something obnoxious and horrible <laughs> so all the youngsters who are listening so say we I'll will cancel first... our nl subscription because raman uncle ne aise bola no i'll first listen to you guys and then sir i myself am struggling i i'm right now every day i wake up different thinking about this youngsters you no, tell no, us no i i meet uh, okay i i i also come across you know many such uh, millennials i mean who, who do not want i mean if something is raised they just want me to shut up and they say ki no we don't want to discuss this we don't want to i mean something uh, that trigger yes i think we in our like i am 58 now we have faced all kind of things i mean i have worked working with person like shekhar gupta is so toxic <laughs> and so <laughs> and at the same time and at a, ah it is toxic it is toxic because the kind of politics he will make you 
feel like king for 15 days and for next 15 days he will just see through you as if you don't even exist so so mind games. so so mind games so the kind of mind games these i think this is more about saying stuff like for example you know what she said of her understanding of gender so maybe someone who's a trans person in her office who had a very traumatic experience of coming out would say how dare you and they could correct her that this is why you're wrong but to say that do not articulate your thoughts <laughs> is ridiculous and i think this generation will grow up to be really dumb if they don't want to hear any thoughts that challenge their thoughts one this i mean discussion has happened for a long time whether people who have had very what we now consider very obnoxious views obnoxious practices we should we still go to them if they have been like say for example shakespeare is regarded as an antisemite for example these scientists who worked for the nazis wagner all the other people the american slave traders who had slaves but were writers or activists should we refer to them should we still study their what they wrote so this has been a long discussion old discussion but this point about whether we should cancel people whether this thing should be allowed we should be allowed to say this thing and not this thing i think that depends on context for example freedom of speech in america in a in a society which is sort of more evolved in that sense so you can have those even if you say obnoxious things there is a space to express that without it doing much damage in indian context for example you have these caste slurs you have these slurs for muslims those that language is used to dehumanize that people that has always been used that that way that has always that language has been used that language has been used as a form of violence over centuries not just now should it still be allowed so i think it depends on context manisha i think uh, a this word trigger is used very loosely and i i agree with you that a lot of times it's used to just shut you up because you know just if you look at the example of violence against women now there are there has to be a trigger warning as journalists when do you give a trigger warning is when there's disturbing details of a crime in your story if you're quoting from the fir if you're quoting most people don't do it but suppose a story has graphic details of the violent crime that's happened that's when you give a that's what can trigger a person because you're going into such details it can bring back memories of something similar that's happened to you or it can put you in a very vulnerable place if you've gone through that so you give a trigger warning but the mere act of rape the existence of rape or just saying that a rape occurred in meerut at so and so time you know there's an expectation that there should be a trigger warning for that too so you can't give a trigger warning for realities of life the mere the mere fact that something exists you know you can't demand a trigger warning for that and that's what happens a lot with now when people say i'm triggered or that there should be a trigger warning simply that something is occurring needs you know you need to be protected from it now that is a space where journalism cannot operate then we'll have to if we start doing that we'll have to take into account so many things you can't talk about communism you can't talk about violence against women because all of us have been triggered by various things through our life right the theft you could you know yeah i mean so i think it's used very loosely i think sama and when you use it so loosely the heft goes because it is true that people do get triggered also i sometimes think sometimes very no i i agree with you but i think also there has to be an acknowledgement that values change it's a, it's a bit like what mehraj spoke about that like george washington was a slave owner is he a historical hero or a villain it is not simple it's not black and white what was the existing value system then was bapu and i've keep bringing up this you know example again was bapu would i describing as as an mcp well by today's standards of course he was he expected bar to male chauvinist pig he expected bar to follow everything that he did but from the value system that existed at that time the the canvas that he operated in 
you can't judge them by today's values and both the left and right do it right for aurangzeb the right would do it yo he was such right. a tyrant but huh. that was where he was operating at that time kings what did you know, kings like do kings like for example demolished they kings, fought they and killed and so you conquered, can't yeah. and the right would do it for that and the left would do it for maybe like a mm. liberal like in like gandhi in fact there was a huge this is not just true with the millennials now i can recall i mean uh, you know even with the editors that i have worked with say there's one editor if you just do good story but which is anti market which is not oh, so that's an is, ideological then, thing then 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 no no that guy will just kill you i mean <laughs> you you we did a beautiful story on apollo How hospital you challenge the wisdom of the market on the apollo hospital and it was carried on the front page hmm. apollo hospital i was metro editor at that time and i had given this story to a reporter and it was a beautiful story that how with one rupee they got a land for for a rupee one rupee yeah. for a rupee so long time back it it was done in 90s so and 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 you know the kind of operations they have and the kind of money they have made over a period and they are supposed to keep beds for poor they don't got such a tongue lashing i mean how dare you so so i mean the what i'm trying to say that such grown up editors in our time i mean they will just not i will not pick up any anti market story <laughs> i'll stop uh, i think i know a, who you're talking huh? about yes <laughs> that <laughs> I, i think is the danger of the... that that i mean it yeah, creates yes. this self censorship that another story i remember again the malik used to be the uh, army chief malik mm. vp malik, VP malik. Ah. so those days 90s i think it was 95 late 90s kargil war around 95 96 so we did a story of uh, that he renovated his uh, you know room and spent 25 lakh rupees hmm. those days and we got such a tongue lashing at the army ke khilaf kaise kar sakte nahi nahi matlab ki ha wohi paisa ye kya fauji ke khilaf to fir fauji ke khilaf bhi aapko stories lekar nahi aani so 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 what i'm trying to say it's not millennials i think it's from person to person but cancel culture i think Maybe i personally uh, don't want to be part of it i have thought Certainly. quite deep about it and i think it Certainly. does more harm than good yes. sometimes it takes people to i mean the original concept was to maybe take on someone like an mj akbar right we know we knew for 20 years what was happening but we just couldn't take him on he was just untouchable and suddenly me too happens one tweet and then a barrage of tweets and you have 40 women saying that we stand mm. you know so that's the power sometimes of social media shaming but too often i think there's just too much negativity around it like the utsav case where this young comic he wasn't even a comic he was just some random who worked with aib lost job lost all whatever little social capital he had over just a tweet and you find out one and a half years later that that tweet wasn't even i mean those allegations Accurate. were very dubious hmm. but a young boy like that just loses his any sort of standing so i think and the principal problem i think is that when you're in cancel culture the idea is not to make a person understand your point of view or to get them to agree to what you're saying it's just to attack their very being i mean uh, or I, their I, or their I mean, social capital the social media behavior is one aspect which is not exactly what i would you know want to articulate about right now but i mean i i that's a problem but the problem i want to identify and so what you said is people are dogmatic that's individual you know i have a market dogma i have a communism dogma i have this dogma i'm talking about a trend which has become big enough for it to be called a value system of a generation the sensitive what yes, do you call Sensi- the, 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 the safetyism. safetyism so that is very different from a, an individual person's dogma about a particular ideology whether it's a market ideology or it's a religious ideology on that the basic acknowledgement that values change over time value systems change over time 
especially people who basically are on your side of the conservative liberal spectrum they're closer to you in that space i think this overwokeness and you know it's a, a bit connected to this email which um dheeraj has written uh, he says before you read please give me the context blah 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 after you read the mail give me some more nuance recently i was talking to friends on our own ways of ingrained racism the kalus motu nafisi chinki and the latest is snowflakes as if gender and color ones were not enough when pointing out these are slurs to my friends i got the most indian reply are yaar why do you want to stretch this he she did not mean that at at the end let's talk about something else that is let's brush it under the carpet like it doesn't exist i felt the same when i heard abhinandan saying that i don't want my kids and nephews to read papers today don't know how it will affect their minds like you i'm also hostel boy me in the 90s you probably knew it is actually not sure if you're presuming here but current affairs reading frontline outlook and week india today that was my favorite pastime and all that was the base of the formation of my world view kids today have to read have to see and have to make up their minds on how they see these things the post millennials like greta and emma gonzalez are having the spine to do the things your generation of mine are more happy to forget the point is don't teach young younger generation that are what our parents taught us let's just brush the inconvenient things under the carpet let the kids see everything and decide for themselves at the end of the day if they blame millennials gen x gen y baby boomers for all the rot and for doing nothing let's have the spine to accept it dhiraj so dhiraj well i don't entirely disagree with you maybe it is best that they read the paper i don't have a problem with them reading you know information but just the gory details that i don't remember in newspapers and i was reading them are included in papers today so that uh, they will but, find their own way to handle that i don't know i mean yeah maybe dhiraj is right but um, but sometimes i also have a fatalistic view towards this cancel culture in the sense that maybe this is a pendulum swing that for so long the oppressors had so much sway and could get away with so much that now there's you know it's the other way where they could just lose everything that they had for maybe no fault of theirs for something like a so maybe it's an inevitability also of just being oppressed for so long uh, no, I, I, doesn't make it better i guess the world but for so but, long you can say that in the existential sin- sense of civilizations yeah yeah that's but right. from an individual's reaction my suffering of 20 years is as much as your suffering of 20 years no like for example like my sister had children out of wedlock at a time when it was okay you know when she was pregnant and i'm talking about like you know first cousins and all didn't know whether to say sorry or congratulations <laughs> when you said you know mitu is pregnant oh. oh there was this confused look kya bole i am sorry or should i say oh congratulations but i don't expect her to say everyone someone someone mentions marriage i'm triggered like fuck you then you fucking deal with it man like, you know you made choices what i'm saying is that now everybody who at that time said my aunts and uncles i may hate them for bigotry because i think that's a human value that was settled way before marriage and childbirth was but on that i will not cancel them i understand where they come from i understand where my grandmother comes from you know for my grandmother it was like she said kya matlab bachcha ho raha hai matlab kad shaadi kad hui isdi maine kaha nahi hui hai te ke ho ke ki ke ho raha hai you know she could not even fucking comprehend what the fuck was happening but i won't say oh you're cancelled dadima from now on you shall not talk i mean i just think context is key context. and safetyism is intelligent thought that does not understand the ether of context which is why it dumbs everything down in my view also it isn't always oppressed and op- oppressor binary i mean because privileges are overlapping i mean usually the people when it starts these things when they started these were like white liberals who started these things so they they aren't underprivileged in that sense they aren't oppressed in that sense other people take it i mean then it becomes a different it's discussion it's true actually most of the time it's the 
it's like even in the indian context a lot of it is the same caste and same yeah. uh, social standing who would go against someone else of the same caste and social standing for a view There's so a, it's not always exactly there's a lot of i mean literature also. on this there's especially from the subaltern yeah. literature for example feminism in india feminism in india is mostly driven by upper caste women right so when they are saying we want to be i mean the idea is that we want to be equal to men right so when you're saying only that we want to be equal to men but how can you be equal to men if the men themselves are not equal so when mm. you're saying i want to be equal to men do you want to be equal to the brahman men or the dalit men right true so those things are yeah so i think it's a lot more complicated and i think safetyism is trying to simplify things that are not simple that's that's the problem in my view and, and actually gloria steinem the you saw the series miss america mrs america or miss america where no. they basically are talking about the whole era it was recommended so it to me. it totally deals with this the the idea of a radical feminist a centrist feminist a feminist trying to make compromises and how that works in a movement it's actually explodes really well you should watch it right uh, on that note uh, i know manisha want to talk about cricket so i will let her finish no, on that no i didn't want to talk about cricket okay, i'll actually i'll give that as my recommendation okay she give that as a recommendation before we give our recommendations can i please urge you to tell your friends and family to subscribe to newslawney.com we are gaining subscribers but we are still about 2500 away from the magic figure where we break even and the moment we get to that it'll be amazing because we will be probably the first news outfit to have managed to create a sustainable model purely by subscribers so i really hope you guys spread the word contribute to nl sena also we have a gift subscription project or a kind of program so if you're a student who can't afford the subscription do fill in that form that is there on social media we tweet it out every day for the gift subscription and there are many gift subscribers who are sponsoring every anything from 2 to 3 to even 30 student subscriptions every month so you will get your student subscription uh, thank you for those of you who are contributing to nl sena those of you who want if you can afford to please do we would like to do this nl sena story which is the long wait for home it is about these homes that are supposed to be delivered but after the economic collapse caused by covid it's gone into a freeze and people's life savings now in limbo will these homes be completed or not on that note can i please ask everybody for their recommendations my recommendation i'll give quickly since we were just talking about it is uh, michael holding uh, he's an uh, cricketer and a commentator he used to play for the west indies team i really didn't know much about him till today because oh, i don't watch he, any he he was one of the greats great footballers uh, yeah, okay. i don't watch any cricket at all so i didn't know but he had this really powerful message before the test series between west indies and england it was aired yesterday where he talks about black lives matters and he talks about education about how everything that you're taught in school was geared to tell you how the black man is evil and how the white man is great and i think it's a really moving watch and i think so many parallels in india also if you look at the education system what were we ever taught about caste in school nothing i was i grew up thinking it was a benign uh, division of labor and then some some bad things creeped into it that is what we were taught mm. that it was actually a good concept but wo thodi si galti ho gayi beech mein kahi people took it too seriously we were never really told the horrors of caste system when we grew up right two pieces one is what i was talking about raj sekhar sen's piece the curious case of the prime minister who is never wrong yeah it's very nice it's it's worth a read and the other is what i was talking about like uh, in the context of feminism and brahmanism so there's this amazing piece by uh, it's an old one anu ramdas it's called feminism is brahmanism okay thank you sir three of our stories uh, one by ayush on the uh, delhi riots 
these three are deep dive stories and i think uh, this delhi rights we are going to do many more yes so please look forward uh, to those stories and the second story is by akanksha uh, you know we did a story on the journalists how how the yogi government is handling you know them filing a very FIS. good story very good very story good by akanksha very uh, well researched and then the third story is by revati uh on telangana which i think is going to be it's gone up. it'll it's go gone up, up. Yeah. Uh, it will just get published it's is about uh, our kcr oh. how he's you know handling the covid and and, and and the reporters who are reporting on covid really really scary what uh, they are doing they just because i mean this is modi 2.0 mm. uh. obsessed with image and everything yes. can go yeah ahead. we've heard a lot about kcr in the and past and then and these three stories and uh, there's a biographical uh, tv series on trotsky Achha. so in uh, at netflix so you may not believe in anarchism but it's a good serial one should watch my recommendation which manisha killed halfway through is from the atlantic how jk rowling became voldemort i think it's a more nuanced look at this whole safetyism it hasn't used the word safetyism but i think it's a it's a good write up by helen lewis again i don't entirely agree with exactly how everything that's been articulated but i think it's a good read it's it will I think it would inform you more than take away anything. And the second thing is that I had recommended this to everyone at News Laundry. And, and you also said I'll judge you if you don't. I'll judge you if you don't. He, I'll take your homework <laughs> in the next meeting. In my view, NPR Planet Money has the most interesting economics takes. It's simple. It makes things interesting. It simplifies often complex problems and issues. So they are coming up with a economic summer school. So I told everybody you have to listen to all the summer school podcasts. And I heard the first podcast today. and i'm glad they started it like that because it'll get the millennials at least to listen to it they've started with dating that how this lady took dating as an economic problem and how she resolved it using the principle of economics so i think it's something that maybe younger people would identify with so maybe that it could get them started on economics so do check it out so until the next time write into us at contact@newslawney.com at i repeat contact@newslawney.com with your suggestions with your criticism and your inputs And for any abuse, you can leave it on Meharaj, Raman, and Manisha's Twitter timelines. Not mine, because I rarely use Twitter. Okay, you can Manisha. also leave it on mine. <laughs> so this week we leave you with this song. Enjoy your week. News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.